Welcome to the Agent Hipster Podcast. It's time for us to pack our bags, drive to Lake Quinnipiaque, and stalk our therapist and his family. This week, we watched What About Bob? Just when Leo Marvin thought he was getting away from it all. As of this afternoon, I'm taking my family on vacation. His old friend Bob Wiley showed up. Dr. Marvin! Oh my God. I really appreciate this. I don't want any of you letting Bob into this house. He's a sweet guy. Can we invite Bob over for dinner? Would you like some more chicken, Bob? Mmm. 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 Will you stop that, please? You're angry. No, I don't get it. You're upset. I'm on Touchstone Pictures presents Bill Murray. Hello, I'm Bob. Would you knock me out, please? And Richard Dreyfuss. This man is crazy. Get out! Why'd you need to kick Bob out of the house? He's not gone. That's the whole point. He's not gone. Is this some radical new therapy? You see? What about Bob? Rated PG. People have been saying "What about Bob?" to me for a long time. I am your co-host <laughs> Bob Serrano, and I have to say to them, "What about Toby?" It's co-host Toby Crines, y'all. How are you doing? Good. I think that's the first thing I ever said to you. <laughs> probably. I mean, it's it is probably the common refrain. I Actually, that's not that. true because I, I I we knew each other before this movie came out. <laughs> that's true. Uh, we it is well documented that we knew each other during the fourth grade little league season, mm-hmm. where your dad uh, continued to bury me on uh-huh. on the lineup to make mm-hmm. you love him more. Yep, which at, le- at least that's how I took the whole thing. Uh-huh. I think he would corroborate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got a couple people joining us today. Next up is uh, ma- this man is making his first appearance, calling in from the woods in northern Georgia. It's Mark Fitchman. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Good evening, Hi, Bob. Mark. Hey, Lorena. How you doing? <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming in. And of course, there's Lorena. Uh, she was the guest of one of the most one of the most popular episodes on the network. It is ranked number two. It was overtaken by Attack of the Clones, in which we were doing a dramatic readings of some of the romantic scenes between Anakin and Padme, which I think put it over the top. But so we're hoping for a little bit more magic to rub off. It's Lorena Vasquez. Yeah. How are you doing? Um, I'm all right. A little, you know, shaken, but I'm fine. Good. It's- I'm glad you made it on here. Thank all you. Right. Thank you. All right. Before we get going, um, Toby and I have to take care of some business. Uh, so one of the things I came up with that I was thinking, like, we're watching all these movies, and I thought it was a really good idea to rank them. Like, we'll keep kind of a ranking board between Toby and I of the movies that have come on this pod. And so we need to get our boards situated and ready to go. So, all right, Toby, you got yours? I do, I yeah. All right. How do you want to do this? Um, do maybe, so we've watched nine movies so far. I was thinking maybe we start with where we place What About Bob? Oh, or do we leave that for the end? Should we oh, leave that for the oh, end? Yeah, because yeah. we want, yeah, we don't want people to turn off right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's keep them waiting. Okay. Do we start from the bottom up or the top, top down? Uh, top down, of course. Down. All, right. All right. All right. My number one I put is, is always be my maybe. Yeah. Mine's love actually. And you love that movie. Yeah, I do. Number two for me is dirty rotten scoundrels. Yep. Uh, dirty rotten scoundrels. Number two for me as well. Oh, Oh, you even switched it around a little I bit. I did. Okay. Yeah. I've been playing with the order. <laughs> okay. 
And then Love actually kind of snuck up, and I put that as number three. Wow. Yeah, that went up. Always Be My Maybe is my number three. Uh, after that is uh, Clueless. Uh, well, for me, it's Clueless. Oh, oh, solid number four. Wait, are we... Uh, okay, we're, we're skipping. What about Bob? <laughs> Wait, I, didn't you listen to me? We're not, bearing, we're not, like, we're not showing our hands. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which four. we might have already. So four is clueless. We both had to clueless number four. Yes. Yep. Got it. <laughs> um, after that, I had singles. Uh, I had Bridget Jones' diary and then singles. And then I had You've Got Mail, In and Out, and Bridget Jones' diary. I hated Bridget Jones' diary. That, that's just me. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, and I had In and Out and You've Got Mail at the last two. I can't wow. believe it. You know, that's that is interesting because You've Got Mail, which is something I used to really love, has definitely fell on my board oh my god thank yeah. you <laughs> still You're a welcome. great ending still a great ending where it's like mm. <laughs> i i, I haven't seen cute. it since it came out well you should you should watch it again or at least I'll listen to our <laughs> podcast about it I and, will. dear listener we are going to be unveiling our rankings at the end of the show thank you so much for being on here and all right let us get into what about bob what about Bob is directed by Frank Oz, since it's Frank Oz February, written by Alvin Sargent, Laura Ziskin, Tom Schulman did the screenplay. Mm. Top, yeah. yep, top build stars, Bill Murray, Richard Dreyfuss, uh, Julie Haggerty, released 17th of May, 1991. Tagline is Bob's a special kind of friend. The kind that drives you crazy. All right, Toby, rate it. I thought it was quite good. I, I mean, I'm giving it uh, two thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I wish there was a way that we can um, establish, like, uh, what was that hot to trot uh, tagline? <laughs> you'll uh, laugh yourself horse. Yeah. Ooh. Like, somewhere on the scale of you'll laugh yourself horse. Like, like a different kind of horse. Like, what kind of horse is it? <laughs> Uh, this, is, this is a high quality, uh, a st- uh, definitely a stakes racer. Uh, it had a $35 million budget. It made around $9 million on the opening weekend. It grossed around $67.7 million only in the U.S. In interviews, both Bill Murray and Richard Dreyfus admitted that they did not get along during filming. August 2017, Richard Dreyfus went on record and stated that he thinks Bill Murray is a pig <laughs> and, and that he irritated them because... He was irritated at him because Murray is a, is a good golfer and drive assistant. So, so pig is just such a great insult. Like you're a pig, like, right? Like I love it. Yeah, I read some other things that Bill Murray got drunk and like shouted in Richard Dreyfuss's face like uh, no one likes you you're tolerated and <laughs> and then like threw a heavy ashtray at his face um, so I could see where Dreyfus has a little bit of hard feelings about the film he, and he even sued the film uh, in 2015 because he believed he did not get um, the correct amount of royalty back oh Great use of his time. <laughs> I mean, um, there are others. There's so many others. I think Colin Dopus. Uh, anyway, oh, yeah. that he could get. You that one too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's done that. You know, he had stakeout. He had another stakeout. He did. He did fine. He uh, did. He, the, oh, sorry. I mean, he did the uh, the space movie. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did Jaws. Jaws. Yes. Yeah, Why does he even get anyway? But he's really pissed about this one. <laughs> uh, Steve Martin was also considered for the roles of Bob Wiley and Doctors oh. uh, Leo Marvin. Uh, Robin Williams was the first choice for the role of Bob Wiley, as he had been nominated for an Oscar for his performance in Tom Schulman's Dead Poet Society. That's interesting. He did a little about Bob after this. Anyways, however, at the time filming uh, began, Williams had just finished filming The Fisher King, and he was forced to turn down the role. So Frank Oz, and uh, another interesting one, Frank Oz wanted Patrick Stewart to play Dr. Leo Marvin. Wow. Um, yeah, eventually it was Richard Dreyfuss. And other people that were considered for the role of Dr. Leo Marvin, James Kahn, Chevy Chase, no Kevin Klein. Yeah. I was thinking about these. I was thinking, like, the character would have been totally different had, like, Chevy Chase been there. I can yeah. see it. Patrick Stewart. Yeah. I, I could see Patrick Stewart. Kevin Klein. Um, but I yeah. think it would this. Nobody quite gets furious like Richard Dreyfus does. Yeah. Um, so. Well, and he's got that little man kind of thing going. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just really, just the whole character just full of himself. And then him losing it, you know, mm-hmm. is so good. Because yeah. But I'm thinking about Chevy Chase. I would think that they would try. I don't know. I would expect, if I were older when I first saw this, I would expect them to do a little bit of the rift between, um, because they they were both in Caddyshack, mm-hmm. you know, and to me, movies were a lot more sticky back then, so I would expect them to do something like that in a little play, which I'm glad that they didn't. Right. Uh, Chevy Chase and uh, oh, Bill Murray also pissed off Chevy Chase, too. And well, I'm glad he was a jerk. I heard that on SNL, Bill Murray was a total jerk, which is, anyway, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what that's what I read. That, like him and Chevy Chase. Chevy was uh, Chevy left after season one. Bill Murray joined in season two, and Chevy came back to co- to host the show, like in season right. two or three. And right. uh, Bill Murray, like, and him, I, they might have come to a, like a fist fight or something. Like, yeah, that's what I heard. Oh, Toby, you, um, I still believe that Bill Murray is a good person, and I don't really care what any of you guys say. But so uh, <laughs> interesting, Bill Murray story from this year. During the Super Bowl, he had that Jeep commercial with the woodchuck that was shot back in our home county of Woods of uh, McHenry County, Illinois. It was in Woodstock. But did you watch it at all, Kobe? I didn't see the commercial. I didn't know it was out there. But I did watch Groundhog Day this week filmed in Woodstock, <laughs> Illinois. Uh, anyways, a part of the commercial was shot in Spring Grove, Illinois, at the Richardson's Corn Maze Farm. Wow. Yep. And he, so he was there. Uh, he could almost like sense where I grew up. I bet he he kind of looked out into into the cornfields and he could just sense my being out there. He's like, I sense greatness out there. <laughs> where is he? And here I am. <laughs> here I am, Bill. All right. BS. All of this happened in 1991. Bob and Toby yeah. were both in seventh grade in rival in rival junior high schools. I was in the midst of my golden age. Uh, at the time, I had just won the Geography B. I was uh, starting on the basketball team, which wasn't hard because there was only about 24 kids in my class. And I was a big man on campus. Mm-hmm. I might have been uh, dating Nicole Sutton 
Wow. For, like, for the one of the ninth times. I don't think we ever kissed, actually. Oh, still. Uh, what? A Cole Sutton? Is this a sister? Nicole. <laughs> yeah, Cole. Yeah. <laughs> Cole Sutton, like, it's a family. Uh, major what seventh grade girls? hottie. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, dude, yeah. no. Uh, we spent a lot of time on the phone, uh, not really talking, just sort of on the phone. <laughs> All right. And Toby, where were you? Uh, I was uh, falling into an, an abyss of teenage depression because I had just French kissed uh, Lisa the previous summer, and then she dumped me shortly thereafter. That was eighth grade for me. That's when I, that's when I started writing poetry. Uh, but seventh grade, I was living, <laughs> living the high life. Um, all right, Mark, where were you? Where was I? I was a sophomore in high school um, on Long Island. I had hair down to my waist. I even brought a picture. Yes. Yeah, because oh. it was, you know, it was the 90s. There was yeah. Seattle, and I don't know if you can see this. There we are. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is beautiful. Yep. That was... Uh, my God, Mark, you were a beautiful person. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was quite a, quite a specimen <laughs> back then. Um, what was what else was I was doing? I think I probably started like working out that year, trying to get in shape. Um, wow! And you know, I, I remember yeah. it actually being like it was one of like the last like truly like gloriously uneventful years of my life. Classes weren't that hard. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good time. It was a good time. You're just out there, just like breaking hearts, and it just doesn't matter. Mark Fitchman, man, yeah, that's right. great. It, it's getting All harder right. to remember, though, <laughs> as the years go on. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh man. Okay, and how about you, Lorena? Well, I'm doing calculations here, um, <laughs> and yeah, like in '91, I. I so if I were to graduate in 92, but like really graduated in 93, so I would have been like 18. I think I just had like, I was like doing acid and, you know, not really going to school. Um, I was doing different things, I think, than you guys. Um, so I was doing club scenes. I'm thinking about the, the style that I saw on the show looked a lot like... Um, Sister Wives, you know, it's like the oh, Sister yeah. Wives, it's in the era of Sister Wives, mm-hmm. and to me that looked like someone got stuck in the era of uh, Outback Red. Remember that? Does anyone remember that brand of clothing? No. Well, <laughs> it, was it, was it was real crappy look. It was real crappy look. I was out of my all-black phase. I was into my, like, glam, going to the clubs doing a lot of designer drugs and buying like hundred dollar shoes oh, it sounds like, like you were also in your golden age Lorena. <laughs> oh my god i hope not i think i hit <laughs> my in eighth grade oh. <laughs> all right a lot of other stuff was happening as well uh ceasefire ends the persian gulf war you and forces were victorious uh, the Warsaw Pact dissolved. This is when the Cold War ended, right, Toby? I, I unfortunately, yeah, well, eighty nine is when the Cold War ended. So yeah, this is all like, um, yep, all over the place. Uh, but Boris Yeltsin uh, becomes the first freely elected president of the Russian Republic, uh, and the Hubble telescope was launched. Oh, yeah. So the the Hubble telescope, of course, for uh, anyone who's old enough to remember, we didn't have amazing pictures of outer space until the That's Hubble right. telescope. And it, like, 
it was mind-blowing to see those pictures for the first time. The top grossing movies of 1991 included first one, number one was Terminator 2, Judgment Day. That was an amazing movie. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yep, with uh, sort of uh, dubious accents. Uh, Silence of the Lambs, City Slickers, The Addams Family, Home Alone, Dances with Wolves, Sleeping with the Enemy, Hook, and then Naked Gun, Two and a Half. The Smell of Fear. Which I also watched today. <laughs> yeah, it's on Netflix. I it's watched awesome. it. Yeah, I watched that too, actually. Not today, but like this this last week I've watched The it. opening scene with where Barbara Bush is walking down yeah. the road. She's just like <laughs> slamming her. Oh, uh, we were in the almost the apex of um, joke movies because What About Bob was 18th on the year. It was right behind Hot Shots. Mm. Um, oh. You guys remember that Charlie yeah. Sheen, all those guys. Other Hard notable one. movies. Oh wait, I'm thinking Hot, hot Shots Part Two. Oh, sorry. No, that, there was only one Hot Shots, I think. No, there's really? two. There's Part there, Two. Yeah. There were two. Yeah. yeah. Ah, really? Yeah. I've never yeah. seen the yeah, other one. That I've only seen Part Two. <laughs> yeah, I feel that there's a substantial like a, like hole in your heart. Toby, that you didn't realize that there's a second oh, hot shots. I know what I'm doing tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you also miss the second break-in movie? Because a lot of people don't know there was Electric Boogaloo after the first break-in. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did not yeah. know that either. Yeah, blowing my mind. Yeah. I know. I'm glad that we're doing this for you, Toby. We're kind of filling in a lot of <laughs> gaps of your cultural knowledge. That's great. <laughs> Okay, other movies that came out Poison the Hood, Doc Hollywood, The Last Boy Scout That's a great one The Doors, Beauty and the Beast, Ski School With uh, Dean Cameron, right? Is that yep, and also referenced in Always Sunny in Philadelphia Oh yeah ski, ski oh. episode. That one was awesome Because Dean Cameron is the star of that episode <laughs> yeah. uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 The Secret of the Ooze Which is Star Trek. Ice's uh, movie debut Oh, what's <laughs> I almost thought you said Isis is like like the <laughs> Paris organization, but maybe not. Um, Star Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered Country and Fried Green Tomatoes. Best Picture of the Year was Silence of the Lambs, oh, cool. and I think it yeah it just sort of ran away with everything that year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a record of the year was Another Day in Paradise by Phil Collins. And oh. tell me what were some of the significant releases for the so, year? This was a big year for movies and for uh, for, for music. So. Uh, Nirvana's Nevermind, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Blood Sugar, Sex Magic, User Illusion 1 and 2 by Guns N' Roses, The Black Album by Metallica, Out of Time by R.E.M., 10 by Pearl Jam, Sailing the Seas of Cheese, one of the great albums of that era, Uh, Michael Jack, Dangerous, Um, and then also Brian Adams played the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves uh, single like the big single off that and it was became one of the best selling singles ever in the history of music and so you had a, you had a trivia question for us right oh yeah trivia is what is the number one best selling single ever okay with to the calculations without looking just guessing i'm gonna say the celine dion titanic song gross <laughs> gross it's uh that one is about number 12 Mm. Oh wow! Okay. Wait, are we talking about of all time? All time since year one. Oh dear! Uh, it I has fifty million. Francis. What was that? Is it, is it the Jingle Bell Rock? You're close, uh, Bob. Do you want to guess one? Oh, is it what? Despacito. 
Or is that, <laughs> I think that one has like, like the most YouTube views or something like that. I remember it was just some kind of crazy number. Um, wow. Oh, so it's not Thriller by Michael Jackson? No, in fact, Michael Jackson doesn't have any of the top 15 or so spots. Um, of all time, huh? Bing Crosby owns yeah. two of the top four spots with White yeah. Christmas at number one. Oh, I never would have that. Night at number four. And I should say White Christmas blows them all out of the water. So it's a right. 50 million sales. The next best one is Elton John with Candle of the Wind in 1997. Oh. Huh. 33 million. So he's wow. like... And that was because of Diana. Mm. Lady yeah. yeah. He, he switched it. Yeah. Because it used he, to be about that. England's Rose, I think, was the was the lyric. Yeah, yeah, and it, that is just uh, insulting. <laughs> I, I'm in, I would be insulted. Well, that's why you're here, Lorena, to uh, feel insulted for us all. <laughs> well, for Lady Di, that's for sure. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> album of the Year was Back on the Block by Quincy Jones. I don't, I don't think I ever listened to that one. Um, I was too busy listening to the other ones. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so much other great stuff. I have one Quincy Jones yeah. album. I have the dude. That's a good one if you haven't checked. Oh, there you go. Oh man, I think I this year. I can't remember if it was this year or if it was a little bit in December that I was definitely sending out November rain videos mm. to everybody that I could think of. Like they would just ask me questions. I would just send back like a, a YouTube clip of like uh, November rain. Did I send one to you, Mark? Yeah, yeah, I remember this. <laughs> were you yeah. GMO back then, Bob? Were you yeah, the scene? What are you talking about? If I was I a fan of GNR? No, I mean like, was it your scene? Like, because where I came from, it was like you know, Heshers, like Headbangers, and oh. they like the. It was yeah, I was like new wave kind of, and no, I you know what? You. Yeah. I don't think I really had a scene. I wanted to be in scenes, you mm-hmm. know, but I was still I was still so young that. Like mm. I, you know, I loved Guns N' Roses. Yeah, we were in, we were still in junior high, so I wasn't really. Right. Yeah. Um, mostly, mostly uh, you know, "Sweet November Rain" was the best song to slow dance to. Oh like, yeah. Depending on who you were slow dancing with. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Alone. Oh, I think I had my best slow dancing in eighth grade, which is the next year. This wasn't quite there. Uh-uh. I didn't have my moves down, you know, like, but I was getting there. I was building up, building up. Did you have the clams? Oh, yeah. Clams? <laughs> totally. Oh, man. Oh, I'm here. My, <laughs> my sweaty paws all over their shoulders. Oh, my God. I'm awake. It's like... Yeah. Smelling like B.O. Because you might not have... Just like, oh yeah, just I'm here. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe I have daughters. I don't even... I don't yeah. It's a shame. Oh. All coming back. I have a 12 year old son, and I'm with my eyes scratching them out. Oh, it's almost worse having sons, I think. Like, just being like, oh, you're so awkward. Like, because the girls have it together mostly, and they just have to, like. They do. I think they have it together by three. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us grew up awkward. Not all of us had it together, like Mark, with his flowing locks and (laughs) (laughs) ruling Long Island. (laughs) <laughs> with a with a feathered quaff, Mark Fitchman. Uh, oh, last uh, last um, 1991 goings on was Miss America 
came back home to Illinois, mm. Marjorie Judith Benson. Marjorie. Sweet, sweet Marjorie. Did you guys know back then? Are you from Illinois? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we are from Illinois. We I know from... you're Midwest. I hear it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember specifically, uh, you know, being like, hey, but I bet you at the time I knew, you know? Yeah. Really? Okay. That's the, so you followed the <laughs> big fans. Okay. Well, All right. Yeah. We, yeah. I think in the Midwest, um, you tend to be abnormally proud about stuff if it happened. Like if you won something, it doesn't matter what it was. Right. It could have been like, yeah, like <laughs> Illinois came out first place in the cheese carving contest. We're right. like, yeah, <laughs> fuck you, Wisconsin. We got you. <laughs> you know. You're listening to the Aging Hipster Rewatch. Yeah. All right. Dr. Leo Marvin, an egotistical psychotherapist in New York City, is looking forward to his forthcoming appearance on Good Morning America. Did you guys also watch Good Morning America back in the day? Just <laughs> I a second. Did. Because <laughs> no, I had I all these. Did. No, go ahead. Oh, I no. love London. She has my birthday. Oh, yeah. oh and, does she? Yeah. And I was like, we're both Virgos. And I, I thought we were living parallel lives. <laughs> so that was something. <laughs> I was unsure. Was that like the actual Good Morning America team? Like, uh, um, not the people. I know that like, was Joan. Yeah, that was Joan London for sure. Mm-hmm. I remember I, we were a Good Morning America family, and I definitely mm-hmm. had some feelings that rushed back when I saw Joan London. I know, um, right? Yeah, it was weird. I didn't know. Yeah, I, we don't need to get into them, but I don't know uh, if we have the same ones. I'm just. <laughs> oh, I like her. Right. All right. During which he plans to brag about, uh, Leo Marvin plans to brag about his book, Baby Steps, his new book about emotional disorder theories, in which he details his philosophy of treating patients and their phobias. Meanwhile, Bob Wiley is a recluse who is so afraid to leave his apartment that he has to talk himself out the door. When Bob is pawned off on Leo by a psychotherapist colleague, Bob becomes attached to Leo. Leo finds Bob extremely annoying. When Leo accompanies his wife, Faye, his daughter, Anna, and his son, Siggy, to a peaceful New Hampshire lakeside cottage for a month-long vacation, Leo thinks he's been freed from Bob. Leo expects to mesmerize his family with his proudness as a brilliant husband and remarkable father who knows all there is to know about instructing his wife and raising his kids. Uh, I don't think I've ever been able to instruct anybody in my family. But <laughs> uh, but Bob isn't going to let Leo enjoy a quiet summer by the lake. Mm-mm. Nope, not at all. Okay, Rotten Tomatoes has pretty uh, positive scores. Has an eighty four percent critic tomato meter, seventy nine percent audience score, and the critics' consensus is Bill Murray and R- Richard Dreyfuss's chemistry helps make the most of a familiar yet durable premise, elevating what about Bob? into the upper ranks of 90s comedies. All right, so to lead it off... Um, I gotta and, say, like, like uh, uh, before we get into what do we think, like, Frank Oz, like, I feel like he could, he takes, like, average scripts and gives them to, like, the best actors in the world, and then they, like, elevate them into something special. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to each of you, and if you guys mm-hmm. could please talk about what you thought about the movie, uh, if you've seen it before, and did your opinions change from... From then to now, uh, let's start off with Mark. Yeah, um, I definitely I saw it before. 
didn't see it in the theater. It was almost certainly probably something we got from Blockbuster Video uh, back when those still existed and uh, took home the VHS. Um, honestly, <laughs> didn't remember a whole lot about it going into watching it the second time. I enjoyed it. I can't really say I laughed a whole bunch during the movie. I mean, it was entertaining and all, but definitely not not like a, a gut-busting kind of experience where you know you're crying and, and laughing and, and and stuff like that um really bill murray and richard dreyfus kind of carried the whole thing and and i almost felt like had the movie been scored and edited only slightly differently it could have been a psychological thriller um <laughs> it, it, it kind of almost it, it almost seemed like someone just had an idea to like let's do cape fear as a light-hearted comedy um because it's almost kind of the same sort of premise in a way that might be a bit of a stretch they uh, they open the door and bill murray's standing there yeah yeah like it it just kind of had that vibe and you know a lot of the music is kind of like this wacky sort of you know put them with tuba and stuff like that and i was thinking had they put something else you know some creepy strings or theremin i mean it just could have it could have been a totally different movie that's a great idea to re- rescore that. <laughs> Just the score, though. That's it. I was thinking. I, I was watching Back to the Future Three. Somebody read redid the Back to the Future Three trailer, like uh, using Brokeback Mountain as like a <laughs> concept, and they did like like it became Brokeback Mountain. Like just using clips from the movie sliced, you know, Doc, yeah. where have we been? You know, <laughs> I've, I've seen a few things, things like that on, on YouTube. And some of them are just, they're, they're really, really brilliant how they do them. Um, just kind of recutting those trailers, but. All right, Lorena, what'd you think? Um, I hadn't seen it. Uh, I remember trying to see it. And I got annoyed. And then after that, I would just say, I don't like what about Bob? And every, I remember everyone going, oh, but it's great or whatever. And I think that I did not like Bill Murray then. When did Quick Change come out? Because I think that was when I was like, oh, okay, he's not bad. Oh, you remember? Um, oh. Um, anyway. That, that was a year before. Uh, it was a year before. So I must have seen it after. Because I think I was, wasn't going to see uh, change i think quick change came i think it was made before but it was released after after okay all right so anyway like i didn't i thought he was completely annoying i hated that groundhog day um and when i was watching it this time i think i realized why i hated it was because i now um well now i just see myself in bob (laughs) i mean (laughs) like uh, what's wrong with Pichu <laughs> opening the door? It's a fucking dirty place. You know, what's wrong with having to like really build up everything that you've got in you just to get out of the house? I mean, yeah. and I thought your therapist sucked. Uh, I would never, my, I can't imagine that therapist. I was just like, he's going about it all wrong. The therapist. Anyway. Yeah. Richard Dreyfus therapist. Well, in his defense, he's a celebrity therapist. So. And that's why I'm like, who, did, who got you here? <laughs> I started to get really into like, you, you know, you're, you're a quack. I'm, you know, <laughs> you're just an egotistical guy. Anyway, yeah, I, I ended up um, liking it a little bit more than I thought. I did relate to um, Bob a lot. I did kind of get one of the things about 
movies is when I see the formula, it's hard for me to unsee. <clears throat> but, you know, the whole um, everyone thinks he's great, which BT dubs, everyone thinks my mom's great. So that might have been a trigger too when I mm. first, from when I first saw it. And, but yeah, I think uh, the whole hokey part, like he starts doing all of the things that Richard could have done if he was just you know, capable of getting his head out of his own ass. And um, if he, you know, all of those things, and I'm just, yeah, I, it was funny. There were some good things about, I like Bill Murray now. I was looking at his clothes and I was thinking how weird it was supposed to be that he's wearing cutoffs, socks and those dress shoes. And I thought it looked pretty good. And I think, yeah, I, and and listening, thinking about the score, like, isn't there a movie like that where about you know it being a horror movie where everyone thinks maybe it's like a nanny movie or something uh-huh. where everyone thinks this person is so nice, He's sleeping so with great. the enemy or something, all, a, all about Eve going slightly <laughs> older. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they're evil, everyone. And right. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm channeling back with my mom. Because everyone mm-hmm. thinks she's the sweet old lady. Mm. But she, she is. She me. Wow. Yeah. We, opened a, we opened a Pandora's box of you did. Lorena. <laughs> and Lorena, do you feel like that uh, Dr. Leo Marvin got his comeuppance at the end? Were you like cheering for Bob? or? No, I didn't. You know, because I don't think that um, his comeuppance would have been a mirror in him going, oh, shit. I told-. Mm-hmm. Because I thought, you know, Bob was crazy. And there's, you know, him. And what's scary is, is there are a lot of people that are nuts that turn and go into the psychotherapy field, the counseling. Mm-hmm. And if you have a therapist who isn't seeing a therapist, then you need a new therapist. That's just my rule. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I didn't. That's just my take on it. How about you, Toby? What's your take? Uh, so I had never seen it before. Um, this, so this was the first time, but I, I think I have my friend Megan, uh, Bob, whom you know, uh, I'm pretty sure she's a big fan of this movie. And I, I, I saw what I, what bothered me. I think I wanted the, I wanted to go, I wanted the fight to go both ways. Like I wanted yeah. Dr. Leo Marvin to take the fight back to Bob. And like at the end, it would have been great if they both went up in a cloud of smoke or, you know, done that thing instead of like what ended up happening with just Dr. Leo Marvin, just getting run over, you know, over and over and over again, which it was, I don't know. There was something about that, 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 bothered me <laughs> kind of like Lorraine. I was like, come on, this guy's got to stand up for himself. Right. Well, and him, you know, in that scene where he comes and he's greeted by all the, 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 you know, his surprise birthday. And he's like this monster coming out of the swamp uh-huh. with all the mud and everything. Like it made me think of, do y'all remember the burbs? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Anyone hear about that? Like, remember when Tom was just busted and he's just like yeah. not even walking down the stairs. He's kind of like sliding down and he like puts himself into the ambulance and on the gurney and like rolls himself in. Anyway, that's kind of what I was hoping to see. Like I was waiting for that hilarity that that I got from Tom Hanks um, <laughs> from when he busted in and you know what I mean? Or, uh-huh. yeah, but I mean, instead, there's I no consequences. No, consequences. Right. There, wasn't, there wasn't a hook. There wasn't. Yeah. 
So how? Okay. So the question. First question is how justified is Doctor Leo Marvin in his anger? Let's go to Mark. Pretty justified, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if someone had tracked me down to my summer vacation spot, especially like back then, I mean, there was no uh, internet to speak of or social media. So, I mean, it was kind of mild work of genius that he was able to to track him down like that and uh, fairly sinister, actually, um, <laughs> if you look at it that way. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would be reasonably pissed if one of my patients just uh, came up to New Hampshire and found me with my family. Um yeah, absolutely justified. Toby, justified? Uh, yeah, but I almost like would hate my family more. Like um, the way they embraced him, uh, I would have been like, "You're you're uh, you're all cut." Yeah, yeah, because like he he's trying to explain it to him. He's like, "But he's a patient," and his family just sort of like, "Well, you're a douchebag, though." Right. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh, his family just hates him. He's just like <laughs> they just can't wait to be rid of him. Yeah, yeah, they're they're just all right. They're like, you know, we kind of like life with Bob more, you know, <laughs> like as our dad. He's like, get Bob out of here. Can't he just stay the night? <laughs> here, sleep, sleep in little Bobby's room, bot crazy Bob. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay, here's another question. Um, I'm going to throw this one to Lorena. Should uh, should uh, Doctor Marvin have been more worried about the Gutmans? What are you doing here? I'm sorry, don't be mad. The Gutman's brought me. Thank you, Mr. and Mrs. G. You're welcome, Bobby. Hello, Dr. Marvin. The house looks good. Burn in hell, Dr. Marvin. Who seemed to spend the whole movie in a rowboat <laughs> watching his house all hours of the night. Oh, my God. These people, I mean, I feel them. You know, just the living situation where I live. I live like in downtown and I'm like, you go, Gutman's. And <laughs> I would be doing the same thing. I don't have, we moved out of our house down the street and I, about eight years ago, and I just for the first time last week drove by the street because I didn't want to see. But yeah, mm-hmm. I was. You know, on gentrifiers, I was just like, of course he bought them. And then it pissed me <laughs> I'm fighting this fight through this movie, but it pissed me off that he was like, I had every right to buy this house, but you did it wrong. You may have the right. You may have had the right, but it was wrong, and you chose wrong. <laughs> uh, excellent. Mark or Toby, what do you think? Uh, what do you think, Mark? Um, I actually, I've, I thought maybe there could have been, uh, there's, there was probably some more rich backstory with the Gutmans that could have been explored in the movie. It seemed like the, maybe Mrs. Gutman might've been a Holocaust survivor or something of that nature. <laughs> <laughs> like they go really dark. I love it. I, I okay. agree. Like a backstory, like if there was a, what about Bob two, it would be Colin, the Gutmans. The Gutmans. <laughs> The, the Gutmans begin. It would, it would have lots of flashbacks to the concentration camps. Oh. <laughs> like it's half Schindler's yeah. List, half uh, <laughs> like comedy. The so this, this is the dream the whole time that kept them through. Oh, they're yeah. in the camp. Yeah. Just dreaming the- of this house. Uh, by the lake in a little town. <laughs> they were revered. I mean, 
And the thing is, the, the, the American dream came true for the Gutmans. I, I feel like uh, you got your restaurant, you got out of the, the, the concentration camp. Like, what more do you want? They had a little rowboat. You got a rowboat, but you've got the front row seats to <laughs> some total crisis. Watching. I mean, like, they, I'm sure, I felt that they got vindicated. And right. Right, and so really quickly, Toby, who's who's watching the diner while they're? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not them; uh, it's their children. They're sorry children yeah. who should be lucky just to be in the United States. They they uh, were pulled out of school uh, after eighth grade to to man the store. Okay, so who do you guys think gave the best performance of the movie, Toby? Richard Dreyfus. I mean, uh, he's a pro. If you want to be rid of him, just tell him you won't treat him anymore. Catherine, that's easy for you to say. The man is, is, is human crazy glue. No, you should never have let him sleep in your pajamas, Leo. No, I can't believe that I'm hearing this. Relax, Leo. I'm relaxed. Take a vacation. Come on, vacation! I think any of any any of those actors we heard earlier could have been like the, the Bob character, but to pull off the, the Dreyfus character is a bit... Uh, required a bit more skill and finesse. And I thought he did it great. How about you, Lorena? I'm thinking, cause both of them, I've seen that. I've seen it before. Um, I've seen Richard lose his shit before. I've seen uh, Bill do that sing songy. Hey everybody. I'm just goofy and I can hang out with kids. Creepy thing. I would go with, you know, I would go with the daughter. I think that's a good start for her. And I do want to, we play this little game around the house, like, oh, they were on SVU or, you know, what a Law and Order. And I think she was one of a, a character on Law and Order later in life. But I think the daughter, she did really good driving. She could do driving and um, conversation. You know, she was able puppetry. to do, Yeah, the puppetry. Where were they hiding those puppets, by the way, up until that moment in the movie? Like, they both just whipped out these puppets and... and uh, oh, oh, he... Meant, yeah. You know what the scene I'm talking about? Like, how did he show up all of a sudden in the middle of the... When he went to go get his daughter from the sailing? You mean um, that? When he her behind he's his trying back? to speak with her, and he, he, he breaks out the puppet... And then right. she take, takes out her puppet. And I'm just wondering, like, I'm just looking at their outfits. I'm like, where, where were they stashing these puppets? Um, not in those shorts. <laughs> not in his shorts. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, Mark, MVP. Um, I'm going with Julie Haggerty. Um, because I, I think it's, it's kind of tough to do a supporting role like that well, where you have to sort of have a presence, but kind of blend. I also like seeing her on screen because it's it's nearly impossible to listen to her voice without hearing airplane yeah. quotes coming out of that. Yeah, uh, so good. But yeah, I mean, to 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 Lorena's point, like Murray and Dreyfus kind of just doing to their strengths. Not not, not a lot of surprises there in in, in what they did. Um, so yeah, well, that's that's Julie Haggerty's strength. Yeah, too, that is like kind being of her strength, just being mild, quiet. Yeah, yeah. That, like what? Yeah. <laughs> Shelly, uh, Shelly Duvall kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Is anything wrong? No. <laughs> Do you know anyone who can fly an airplane? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Toby. So speaking of Faye, Julie Haggerty, 
she was pretty cool with all the swearing going on. As a parent, <laughs> would you let so much swear swearing going on, even if they're pretending to have Tourette's? I mean, the red flags are all over this. Like, these are horrible parents. Like, they let this crazy man come, stay with the... Like, well, you sleep with our son. Yeah. Like, and then they, they're in there swearing and jumping at night. And uh, um, by this point, like, they've already lost the parent of the year honor. And, you know, at least the kid didn't... At least the kid survived the night. So Yeah, yeah a lot of... Yeah. <laughs> Did you think that they're, they're going to wake up and there's... Uh, Little Siggy just like covered in blood <laughs> and the gutmans over them. Just like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like for our restaurant. Yeah. And Bob didn't wake up because the uh, alarm didn't go off. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh. What about you, Mark, as the expert non parent? Well, I, I don't have kids, but at least, you know, the swearing thing at the household I grew up in, it really wasn't a big deal. Not that there was a ton of it happening, but it just really wasn't like a thing. Like if it, something slipped out, like, oh, you know, it it, it was, well, my, my mom had a, that's where I, le- I learned to curse mostly from my mom yeah. when she was driving. Yeah. But I think if I was going to be concerned uh, with my children swearing, I'd be more concerned about them swearing poorly um, than the swearing itself, like doing, if they did like bad combinations of words, like fart boobs and, you know, just things that, that weren't working. Cause you know, there's people that are good at it and people that are bad. And so I, that's probably where most of my concern would lie with the swearing. I'm like, no, you don't, you don't combine those particular words like that. You, you're going to, you do it like this, you know? I, I'm sorry that I'm still fixated on your long hair, Mark, but I'm just trying to think about you and like, what, what kind of swears were you doing? And where are you going? Like that fucking rips, man. You know, just with your log. <laughs> yeah. You, you won't yeah, be able to thread. unsee the hair. You can't unsee that. It's uh would you, would you allow me to post it or no? Would you send it to me for a listener? I'll think about think. that. I'd like a high def version. All long hair dudes are so proud of those names. Oh, what if we? Know, what if? I'll see if I can find the photo. Okay. What <laughs> if we made a T-shirt out of it? It'll just be a picture, oh. and on the bottom, it'll just say "Mark," and that yeah, oh, yeah. we're gonna because we sell T-shirts, Mark. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, Tpublic.com mm-hmm. shop slash user slash aging hipster network. We sell hoodies and. T-shirts and flags and pillows that, um, yeah, just uh, help defray the costs of this art. And onesies. And onesies. <laughs> Tank tops. Socks. Socks. Uh, no, I don't know about socks. Whatever you yeah. want. Like, yeah. You know? like, we'll sell whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll sell whatever they have. Maybe, maybe if we do it as, as a balloon. <laughs> oh, but Toby, don't you think that would be a great design? Oh, just like so great, yeah. Okay, I mean, I saw you, you saw that yeah, picture. Yeah. I mean, that's oh my that's gosh, a, you know what it could be like the mask from Halloween was it, uh, William Shatner's face, so you could have like a mask <laughs> of you with long hair, and like centuries from now, it's gonna be a oh. horror film. Oh, it should go on that like uh, satellite that's yeah. Jupiter One or whatever. Right, right. Like the with the gold record. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 This is what a man is. This is a human man. Out <laughs> of paper mache.
I was wondering if, if you could choose anyone from any time or place to be your therapist, who would you choose? Bob. Who would, who would I choose? I think I would choose Socrates. Because from what I read, that he's probably one of the most chill people out there. And yeah, so I would choose Socrates. Mm. Lorena? Do they have to be a therapist or who would well, I? Well, I guess so. It's not like we're asking who, if you can choose anyone to be your husband from any time. Like, well, <laughs> different than, yeah, than therapists. I think I would go with Carl Jung. You know, I think like he, um, you know, a lot of what's going around these days is, you know, progressive and has a little bit of Jung in there, a little bit of Freud. But I think I would go more with Young because I think Freud projects a lot of shit. Yeah, he, he's covering up for something. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> being with his cousin, being one of them. Yeah. But he's mm. got something. Yeah. There's something into those slips. Something in there. <laughs> Mark, who, who's your therapist? Um, yeah, that was actually going to be my answer too. Young. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was totally my answer. The whole collective unconscious thing. Mm-hmm, totally. Yep. Can I? I was thinking I would pick like Genghis Khan or something because then like whatever I'm doing seems like totally normal and like whoa, that's crazy, Genghis. I, it turns out I'm all right. <laughs> or could could we see if uh, 1991 Mark is available and just be like sweet? <laughs> <laughs> I want to be therapized yeah. by oh that. My oh my god! Shredded. You, were, you, <laughs> were you wearing a flannel with that hair? Eventually, yeah. This was picture day. Yeah, this like was picture day. Shirt, I, w- right? I was wearing. I, I, I. It was yeah. It was a tie and a jacket, and probably the flannel underneath. Um, <laughs> you know, just so yeah, it was done. Yeah. We, could just, we could just rip off the coat and just get back into you know. Rocking out, um, yeah. definitely had the ripped jeans. Uh, yeah, the, the yeah the big slack, you know, uh, ripped jeans. But the did you wear a scrunchie or were you just regular hair? No, what I would do. Um, it's really taking a turn towards the hair. Um, I would <laughs> I would put on a baseball cap and kind of put like a ponytail through the back of the baseball cap, like Janet um, Jackson. When she's like oh, mm, so hot. Rhythm Nation. Mm. So you went yeah. Rhythm Nation oh, yeah. with it. The Aging Hipster Rewatch, where movies are so much more than entertainment. Well, okay, Toby, where where are you ranking What About Bob now? On on your list. On the board. Yeah, so as you know, I I had originally placed it at the bottom here. But after reviewing the list again, I'm like, wait, there are some worse movies on this list. And so I put it slightly above in and out and you've got mail. Number seven. Um, and I put it above Clueless and Below Love, actually. I think I was much more a fan of Bill Murray's Tour de Force and Richard Dreyfus, kind of his, like, I think it's like when he drives Bill to the to the um the, the hospital or whatever just yeah. like you know i i don't know i just thought it was pretty funny so mm-hmm. i thought i liked it a little bit better i, I did like the the gunpowder or the the bomb thing the death therapy <laughs> that part was uh, yeah. you know decent i'm tied <laughs> up inside <laughs> yeah i'm tied up and then all of a sudden it just blows up the whole thing of course the gutmans <laughs> are still there because 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. How many uh, how many times do you think that they just of course they would now that I'm thinking about it, it makes more sense. They shot that scene in one day. Like the amount of, you know, started it in the morning and then just shot the, them being in the boat throughout the whole day. Mm-hmm. Oh, because oh, probably oh, because they're pretty old, and you just don't want to <laughs> save them sit there for days. <laughs> like, well, they starting their flashbacks. <laughs> well, I guess like okay, now bring in the bring in the gunmen. Okay, now take them out. Okay, now row them back in. And, okay, now <laughs> row row out. You know, like so, no wonder they're so angry. <laughs> no, I think I answered. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're at the end of the show. Thank you so much, um, Mark. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for the invite. I hope. Um, yep. I hope you could come on again soon, especially with your cat, and especially <laughs> because we're going to. Yeah, we we are going to exploit you for every penny that that we can. We squeeze. That's what we're going to do. But no, I, you're great. Thank you so much. Yeah, and the Reina. Thank you so much for coming back and bringing your magic. Oh, why, thank you. I'm glad you see it as magic. And I think, yeah, I think you're already booked for something in the future. Twins. 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 Oh, the the most profitable uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Most profitable for him. I thought it was a DeVito kind of film. I thought DeVito carried it, but okay. Yep. Twins. And then, Mark, if you're you're up for it, we have True Lies open during Arnold Mm -hmm. and (laughs) Arnold April. I haven't seen that. Well, let's see. Predator. Are you doing Predator? No. Um, There's only four choices. We're doing the Kindergarten Cop, Twins, True Lies, and Terminator. Uh, well, Toby, if I may skip over Bob, I was oh. thinking one of my, and I brought it to your attention, Bob, but I was thinking doing a sequel that I think nobody really thinks about, and that was. Uh, Grease 2. Ah! <laughs> You're right about that. Nobody, Nobody's thought about it for decades. They don't think highly of it. And it's musical, yeah. Yeah, it's annoying. But it holds its own. All right. And Good to know. Let's... Musical May or Drum May D. Oh, uh, I, th- I like that. I sent this to you, Bob. No, you're right. You know, you're right. You're right, Lorena. This is my own fault. What if we put this on as a poll? Do people do polls on Facebook? Uh, yeah. Musical May. No, I've seen the polls. It's like, do you support Donald Trump's presidency? <laughs> paid for by Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Not paid for. Yeah. Borrowed if, money from. Yeah. If not, please put your social security number here. <laughs> like, oh, that's pretty funny. Thank you, everyone, for coming on, and thank you for listening. The 18 Hipster Rewatch is written and produced by Bob Serrano and Toby Crines, edited by Bob Serrano. Theme song written by Ryan Reed. Join our Facebook page, and also I have an Instagram page up and running. It's uh, at the AG Hipster Network on Instagram, on Facebook. I don't know if I'll do Twitter. That might be a step too far. But please join them. Go to tpublic.com, buy our stuff. We're going to have our Mark shirts. We're going to have another great shirt coming on. And keep on top of all the hipster news. Thank you, and have a great evening.